Hello friends, welcome to a brand new episode of the Chair Shop Podcast. It's episode 434. Uh, we're back once again. It's myself, uh, Townie Boy, with my good friend, Paul Griffy Boy Griffcroft. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing very good, Joe. How are you? I'm, I'm very well. I'm very well, too. Thanks, thanks, mate. We're recording this on a Monday evening yeah. um, because it was the final episode of Game of Thrones last night, and we wanted to uh, give that a little review in this episode. I think we'll do a bigger deep dive than we normally do, given that it's the series finale. We don't get too many of those. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, we didn't want to preview Money in the Bank because, to be honest, we forgot it was on. So, you know, don't worry about that. Have you watched any of it? Of course not, baby. I saw a gif of Brock Lesnar knocking a ladder over, so that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Just re- review it based on that. Yeah, well, you notice, right? Listeners, a little bit of beside behind the scenes here. We do beside the scenes as well, I guess. Um, usually, on the little run sheet, I'll, I'll write down, for example, uh, WWE Money in the Bank review, right? Just wrote results this time. There's no real review to it. <laughs> I, did, I, uh, I was working, obviously, today. Do you take the day off work for Game of Thrones, did you? No, no, I just got up. Uh, a little bit early. Oh, got up early. The, cle- the clever man's. Uh, I know. Uh, it's the first time I've ever done that. Um, really? I thought, as it's the finale. I used to do that for pay-per-views. Uh, I would get up early because I would have really? taped it. And I would have got up and watched just the main event. Oh, okay. Before school or whatever. <laughs> um, Never done it for a TV series. Outside of wrestling, which I suppose is one of those. No, I think Game of Thrones is the, one of the first where they broadcast it live as it goes out in America. Yeah. So it's almost it's almost like the pay per view thing where you have to stay up till you know one a.m. to watch it. Mm. So that's that's why it's a similar similar deal. Well, I was in work today and came home immediately organized uh game of thrones to be watched cooked some dinner wait for me brother brother to come back he made some dinner natty made some dinner dinner was had and then we all sat down in front of the tv put on the game of thrones so i'm probably as we record this listener i'm 15 minutes give or take from having just finished (laughs) watching it so all the thoughts that we're gonna go through are are very (laughs) fresh in my mind Mm. um which I suppose can sometimes affect your uh, your your review in terms of being uh, right, because sometimes you need to let it sit. You need to think about it and go, mm, "Do you know what? Did I like that? Did I not like it?" Um, mm. So this is Joe's had a good. What would you say? Fourteen hours or so to ruin uh, it. Yeah, and just rewatched it as well. Ah, all right. Okay, whereas mine is going to be very much a, a YouTube reacts style, you know, fat nerd gives you immediate thoughts after just having seen it. But anyway, before we get to that, how's your week been? I saw 
on your gram uh you're doing another what's it called again the the sarah this uh cemetery saturday <laughs> didn't have a name <laughs> oh the cemetery club cemetery club yeah yeah no this was not a part officially part of cemetery club this, this was, was a, a non-canonical this was an, cemetery this was an club. out yeah this is an outlaw uh, visit to this was the never say never again this is like hardcore homecoming yeah uh, <laughs> <Cemetery> club. <laughs> i don't know you call it the grave gang yeah the gravy gang that's what it's called um so just uh, so one of michelle's good friends was visiting from america this past week um which is nice so michelle took a, a day or two off to to hang out with them um and it ha- just so happens this friend has a friend who lives very very close to where we live like literally a mile away from from where we live huh which is just a coincidence. So she was staying with this friend um, in a little place called Nunhead, which is not far from Dulwich, where we live. Um, so yeah, so on Saturday, we went we went along to see them, and there happened to be like an open day at the cemetery, um, which is near where they live. And I think it was like doing sort of guided tours of like the, looking at the history and the architecture and things like that. Apparently there was like an open crypt you could go in and walk around and it sounds a bit spoopy. Mm. Um, but if you need to hide from the, the White Walkers, probably a good place to go. Um, yeah, so we didn't actually make it to the open day of the cemetery because I had to go and get my hair cut. And I'm very fussy about the bar. I like to go to the barbers that I've always gone to. Unfortunately, it's now about half an hour away. Right. Um, but, you know, it's worth only getting cut like four times a year. So it's not that bad. But anyway, so we went to the barbers, got my hair did. Went over there, met up with his friends, had a few nice drinks. A very, very busy pub. It was really popping. Um, it's kind of near the cemetery. I don't know if that was... They also had like a beer festival going on. So that was that was pretty cool. Had a few drinks. And then um, we did have a quick half an hour little shifty around the cemetery. Uh, it looked very nice. It's quite a lot of sort of woodland. Uh, it's not sort of a closed one. I think they're still letting new people in. Uh, if anyone's interested in a, in a plot. Just, you know, ring them up. Um, yeah, but it was, it was nice for a little walk and then uh, walked home. So it was good. It was good. Mm, I, I can't say I've been to that many cemeteries. Um, cemetery review. Um, the one where my my mother's father and my uncle uh, are buried. Uh, I don't mean that my mother's father is my uncle, of course. Two different people. <laughs> Uh, Ooh, calm down. Is quite Thanks, is quite a plain. It's it's just kind of a rectangular field with a yeah. pathway that kind of you know bisects it and goes up and down in rows. Whereas the um, the cemetery where my my father's mother is buried is quite nice because it's kind of laid out in a spiral. Mm. Uh, which I quite like. Oh, okay, um, that's interesting. Like um, the White Walkers. It's yeah, it's like well, one continuous spiral, and then in the center is kind of like what looks like a bandstand, but it, I'm sure it's just a little marquee for maybe they, when they do services or whatever. Mm. There. Um, but aside from those two, given the connection, I don't think I've really um, ever been to any other cemeteries apart from those. I know there's one quite close to to here, to Leakslip. It's probably about a 15-minute walk from here. Um, And I've never been. 
I don't think there's any other close to here that I'm aware of. And then in Rohini, where we live. Uh, sweetie, yeah. any good cemeteries in Rohini? I don't even think there's a cemetery. <laughs> think there is one there. Um, we have to do a Google search. Sure. Look what do I do with all the dead then? Just the, uh, the well, search. it's close enough to the sea that you can kind of just push just them. Got out. a big water chute. Just straight yeah. <laughs> <push right> down. <laughs> Push them in the sea. Yeah. Um, so very nice. So myself, I've been off work for the last week. Had a nice week Ooh. off. Um, nice. Hence why I'm in the... So actually, funny story. I messaged you, uh, Joe, a few days ago saying that we can postpone the podcast by a day um, to because I didn't have my, my gear. I didn't have my mixer or headset. Yeah. And then that, that we could do a game of thrones with you anyway but um since i'm still in leak slip <laughs> obviously what we did was we went up back to rohini uh yesterday because we decided to stay here for for the week uh given that my parents are off on their hollies their holidays um Ooh. so my brother would be here on his own so we're just hanging out with him for a week keep him company and that um so what we did was we went back to rohini and of course, I grabbed the old mixer and the old headset, so we could do the podcast from here. Nice, um, nice, so, nice. despite saying that I wouldn't be able to do it because of that, we were able to find a solution for it. Um, but we had the week off because there were three big events in the last week. One of which I've already talked about on last week's podcast was obviously Natty's birthday last Saturday. I want to say mm. on the eleventh, it was Saturday. It was then our five-year anniversary on Wednesday. Not really anniversary, because we're not married, in the sense of a, a wedding anniversary. But the, until a word exists for the date on which you start go out, going out on that, I'm just going to call it an anniversary. So our five-year anniversary, whatever that one is, the golden. What's the five-year anniversary? Which one is that? Let me look it up. Fifty. No, <laughs> what is the five-year anniversary called? Fifty. It's called. A, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm silverware. Glass, si silver. Glass. Silverware. It says. Here. Oh, that's a bit similar to silver, though. Silverware. Yeah. What is the difference? Specifically, it's got to be silverware, not just something. So what, I mean, like a, come a spoon on. or something. Yeah, got to have a spoon instead of a I don't know necklace. Mm. Well, they they have to keep the best ones for later on, I suppose. Otherwise, why even bother? Uh, and then Natty had her graduation from her uh, college there on Friday. Her animal science course oh, there. So we had three lovely meals uh, with very nice steaks. They're very good. We had uh, we went to um, on our anniversary day. We went to Ellie's in Dublin. Which Ooh. is where we went for our... When did we go first? Was it our sixth month? Sixth month we went there first? We've been there many times now over the years. But it um, seemed right to go back there. And also, we went to the Lighthouse Cinema in Dublin, which is where we went out the very first time we went to see a film together. The Wind Rises, 2014. This time, we saw a little film called John Wick, The Number Three. Uh, which was actually uh, an advanced screening because that film didn't come out officially till the 17th, but we saw it on the 15th. Um, so that was a nice little day. 
And yeah, so we've just been relaxing down here in the lovely uh, town of Leixip County, Gildare. The weather has been very nice. Um, I've been walking to and from work. So no uh, no big long commute for this week at least. So, uh, so yeah. So that's our week's. Barry's obviously away because he's been to Edinburgh with his mother. Oh, mother. Um, there is no other late mother. Uh, so hopefully he had a good time. I believe he's back already, but... Imagine the amount of fried shit Barry eats when he's in Scotland. I mean, bad enough in Ireland, but... Well, that's all they have in Scotland, isn't it? Haggis and fried... That's what I've heard. That's what, yeah. that's what I've heard. That's why their beards are all that colour, because all the fried dripping goes into it. <laughs> oh, dear. Um... Yeah, so he's not here. He'll be back next week. I do, however, yeah. look at it. Look at us changing up the f- the f- format here. I do, however, have an email from Barry. Should we read that? I'm gonna read. It. I am. I'm gonna read it right now. Uh, he says, "All right, lads. As you're recording this, I am most likely collapsing into bed <laughs> just off the bus from Dublin Airport. Fuck, that's a long with talk, a kebab. Talking about <laughs> talking about long commutes. The bus from Dublin Airport to Limerick." How long does that take? Hang on, let me get me Google. Me Google Maps up here. Jesus Christ. Ah, but you never believe it. Well, hang on now. Let's not be doing silly <laughs> stereotypical Irish. <laughs> I started doing it. I already have an Irish accent. I don't need to. That was good. The point of me doing a funny Irish accent is redundant. Um, Dublin Airport. Hang on. Dublin Airport to. I don't, I don't have Barry's exact address on here. I'm just going to put Limerick C. Limerick City is a two-hour, 12-minute drive. I'm going to assume that the bus probably has a couple of little stops on it, so it probably would be somewhere in the range of three hours, I would say. Anyway, he says, collapsing into bed just off the bus from Dublin Airport. I had a lovely time in Edinburgh with Barry Mam. We saw loads of the touristy shite, and she had a lovely time. I watched Game of Thrones this morning. It was bad. I liked the bit where the dog got petted, and then I liked when it ended. I watched some of the New Japan Little Lads t- Tournament. <laughs> the Li- New Japan Little Lads Tournament, and it's been great so far. Uh, have you watched any of the New Japan Little Lads, Joe? No. No, I'm too busy in that. He says, I hope you've both had lovely weeks, and I'll be back on Sunday to join you. I'll be watching Double or Nothing on Saturday night, if you fancy talking about that. I forgot that was on Saturday night, wasn't it? It is. What's that? Double or nothing is on Saturday night. Oh yeah, I just added that to the the rune dune. Oh, never talk about that. Uh, love BM brother. So thanks very much for your email, Barry. Yeah, double or nothing. Jeez, I forgot about that. We'll. Uh, we might have to look into giving giving that a wee peep because it is on yeah. a Saturday night. That's very doable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So we'll use that as a nice segue now to our main feature today. So Barry's take was, I watched Game of Thrones this morning. It was bad. I liked the bit where the dog got petted, and then I liked when it ended. Joe, what did you make of that Game of Thrones finale? Um, well, Paul, um, I quite enjoyed the final episode. I didn't right. think it was that bad. Michelle's pulling faces at me now. Um, I think, though, it's probably one of those episodes that will actually 
uh, disappoint not only the people that have not liked season eight so far, right. but also the people that were defending it. <laughs> it's going to manage to upset everyone. Nearly, mm. is, is my thoughts. Um, my initial reaction at the end of it was that I, w- I would score it somewhere in the range of an eight out of 10. Oh, so I think okay. it's fair to say that I enjoyed it more than I than I didn't. I think that's especially true given that the last two episodes I thought were particularly disappointing. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I kind of I kind of run the gamut with it in that there was stuff in it that I I really liked. Mm. There was there were things about the episode that I kind of liked. There was stuff about the episode that I that I didn't really like. And there was stuff that I intensely disliked. Um, but I think overall I, I, I liked more than I didn't. Um, so, so for instance, I I thought from the beginning right up until that scene with John and Daenerys, I pretty much loved everything. So for the first, what would that be? 25, 30 minutes of the episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. yeah, 20 minutes. I love the start with Tyrion walking through the destroyed king's landing with no music i thought it was super well shot mm. i thought the sound editing on it was great there was like little um kind of muffled flame sounds in the background and just the crunchiness of the steps and nothing else um i thought it was excellent i liked when he tore his little badge off yep and i liked the talk he had with john I thought everything up until that point was was pretty great. Um, and the scene between John and Daenerys was, was some, one of the parts I intensely disliked. I, I, w- <laughs> I was thinking during that scene on like, oh no, it's completely gone off a cliff. <laughs> you know? Um, I just th- I thought some of the dialogue was so corny and so cheesy. Um, you are just a little and I'm a little girl who can't count to 20. Oh, man. Um, so that I pretty much hated. I thought the the dragon burning the throne was a great idea. But, yeah. in, but in execution came off super corny as well. Um, yeah, as if the dragon knew. Yeah. He understood the symbolism. <laughs> and then... F- flew away with Daenerys, never to be yeah. seen again. Um, Hiding the body. Yeah, one little thing that was brought up was like in our in in our house's little short post discussion was if the dragon took the body. I'm sure this has probably been discussed on the internet already. If the dragon took the body, how did they know that John killed it? John probably just told them. See, that's that's you know what he's like. Yeah. Yeah, he tells everyone everything. Mm. Not sharp, can he? Yeah. Oh, Gilda. <laughs> wait, wait, his body of Queen Daenerys. Oh. Gilda. Oh, me. He went away, look, the blood on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's blood everywhere. <laughs> um. Or maybe the dragon was flying away and, like, dropped Daenerys' body and it landed on the Unsullied. <laughs> and then they picked no, it up they again. Just, they just cut that out. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So that scene, I thought for me, and and that should have been kind of the the high point of the episode. But um, mm. I think that was that was the flattest, the worst bit for me. Didn't help that um, 
Emilia Clark is is just the worst. She can't. I mean, she can't act. The scene, the um, scene where where like, sorry, it's the same scene, but the part of the scene where right at the beginning she's just standing in front of the throne, and I guess the the intention was, you know, she's kind of taking it in. It's her first time standing there in front of the throne. She kind of puts her hand out on it. Um. Yeah, she she looked like she had some I don't know bad gas or something. It, it, yeah, you remember a couple of episodes ago where. Um, she did a face and then everyone was going on about what a great actress she was because she did uh, a face mm. she, I think she was angry right yeah I, she did more faces in this one so I assume people will enjoy that I, she might be the worst living actor <laughs> in the world um, just terrible and even like I said the dialogue didn't help but um, I, I thought that um I thought she was terrible, and I thought that Kit Harrington was was terrible as well in that scene. I really liked him in the in the previous scene with Tyrion for whatever reason because he was when just kind of he's he's like John Cena when he's with a, a, you know, another great he's great yeah but if he's if he's not got that person to work with yeah and then the whole the little stabbing and the the little stream of blood come out her nose and that and he kind of lays her down. I was like, oh. It, it it I think it was too kind of melodramatic and too yeah. And did anyone buy that they were had any kind of love or chemistry? It was just so flat. Yeah, I think that's one of the main problems is there was no chemistry, and like, so the I payoff can't think to of it another didn't relationship feel. in the entire show that was that flat. Like it, in eight seasons, there was no other relationship that had that little chemistry in it. No, at all. I can't, I can't think of any. Yeah. And it was it was the main one. It was the whole climax was around it. Yeah, so it was a bit of a problem. It certainly doesn't help. Um, uh, so I did I didn't enjoy that. Then the next big scene was the one where they they chose Bran to be the king. Mm. Um, and I, I at the start of it, I was I was very worried because it start it started with just the worst comedy. With your your man gets up and goes, um, you know, I've been in loads of wars and that, and they go like, shut up and sit down, lad. And he goes, <laughs> and then the sword hits something. And, oh, this is, this is neither funny, nor something that should be really in the climactic episode of this like epic series. <laughs> Bad comedy. Mm. Um, um, I actually quite liked the. The rest of the scene after that, it, it was it was definitely redeemed in kind of a, a feel good way. And I, I generally, when it comes to the episode, I, I quite enjoyed the the feel good ending. Kind of, it was quite a funny episode. There were a lot of laughs in it, and I was kind of pleased with that because I think Game of Thrones was always quite a funny show. It didn't shy away from it. Wasn't um, didn't take itself really seriously. It wasn't a pretentious show. And oh, this is all very grand. And it was always funny from like uh, King Rob talking about shit and whatever and uh, Tyrion's jokes and that kind of thing oh. and I was glad they brought, brought the humour into it well the humour is not always bad but I thought that that part specifically I thought was a little bit lame um, Tyrion's speech was great and I think generally Peter Dinklage was one of the better things about the episode as well I thought he, he, he was definitely on you know Emmy watch yeah you know? I think he's one of the main reasons the show was any good really <laughs> yeah and they didn't to be fair they didn't give him any again cock dialogue and i was wondering i was like is the last line that Tyrion gives in this whole show gonna be something like 
my my cock finally satisfied or <laughs> something like i don't know um oh we flash forward like 30 years and yeah. he's dying he's <laughs> full of wine and a girl's cock around his mouth sorry do you want to try that again <laughs> a girl's cock around his mouth no honestly <laughs> a girl a girl's mouth around his cock <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, oh, I'm, I'm happy they didn't do that. Although I, I turned it off during the credits, so I don't know. There might have been a post-credit scene with that. Um, no, I was kind of happy that they. I think they did him a service that they he, they gave him some meaty stuff to to do, and I thought I thought he delivered very well in all his scenes, especially in this one. Um, uh, what else? Yeah, I, I like the the brand thing, although. The, the little cotton blue number he was wearing at the end made him look a little bit like an old grandmother um, <laughs> in the wheelchair. It was very much um, kind of Simpsons-esque, as in... Uh, and then they all got off the island, rescued by, uh, let's say, Bran. <laughs> it was, it, why why Bran all of a sudden? He's literally sat there pulling faces for... yeah season two seasons well i mean Bra- the the job of that actor who plays bran must be the easiest acting gig because yeah. he just he just sits there looking like super high in his chair and delivering like pithy like uh, well, you were exactly where i needed you that's all he does <laughs> yeah um, i knew that was gonna happen <laughs> Why do you think I came here? Mm. Oh, shut up, you're so annoying. Why did you let me do that whole fucking speech then if you knew you were going to be the king? <laughs> just got, got on with it. Twat. Um, Twat. I, I did like the, the like, I, I, I. But it did, this was the first instance of, like, two or three moments that were very um, Lord of the Ringsy to me. Yeah. Like, I nearly expected, I, on my on my axe like it was very very reminiscent to that um uh, but generally i thought it was very good um and then we obviously had i think like i I do think daenerys dying happened too early in the episode because then the remaining like 50 minutes was all like the closing off of well yeah then it was all epilogue it was just it was a lot of epilogue as well and they, they even did the I know I just referenced Lord of the Rings but they, they almost did like the shot for shot saying goodbye on the pier from Lord from Return of the King where like um, John is giving his little goodbye to Sansa and then to Arya and then to Bran and I was like this is this is just this is Return of the King is what this is um, and and then obviously we had you know the the shots of the various children sansa becoming the queen of the north uh Arya going off on her boat and and john obviously going up to the north with uh his little beardy mate and that um so generally and, and one thing that i thought this episode did well that the previous episodes hadn't was the pacing i thought was very good yes in a general yeah, sense the, the yeah, ending as we said that. was a little bit long but i don't think any of the individual scenes really dragged or or felt too rushed yeah i felt like they were just thrown at you it was it, it was it took its time and i mean to be fair when you're doing an hour long epilogue yeah 
<laughs> you're probably not going to be rushed. And I think my favourite part was the little meeting of the new... What what are they called? The little group with, like, broad... The, the, count, the council. The council. Small council. That was my favourite little bit of the episode. It Yeah, but it's so, like... You've got all the fan favourites. It was very fluffy. It was very fluffy. It's Sam and Tyrion and Davos and Bronn. Yeah. It was fine, but oh, God. Uh, That was my favourite little bit. That was my favourite little bit. Although I did not like the bit, again, like Lord of the Rings, where I give him the book and go, I called it what the real book is called. (laughs) I called it the Game of the Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) Look at it. (laughs) Um. Yeah, a lot. A lot of that was a little bit too, too, too on the nose, from the burning of the th- the throne itself to stuff like that. Uh, I liked the little Brienne scene where she wrote the little amendum to the Jamie part. Yeah, uh, I liked the. What was I going to say? Uh, Mount Council. I liked. There's one other scene that I'm forgetting towards the end. What was it? Uh, he pet the dog. Um, Natty actually told me that before the episode. She goes, "I've one spoiler for you." He pets the dog, and I and I I I took it that that, that was a fake spoiler. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." And then he did it, and I turned around. You were telling the truth, like <laughs> like what an inane thing to say. Um, uh, I don't remember what else I could say. But then, okay, to turn to turn things. Uh, around for a moment to talk negatively about the episode um i don't want to hear anyone talk ever again about how lost didn't tie up every fucking loose end because game of thrones didn't bother its hole to tie up the biggest loose ends what was the point of half the shit they did in (laughs) this series because there was no payoff to any of it what was the point of Arya spending two seasons learning to be uh, one of the faceless assassins, right? She killed, she killed the she kill, kills Walder Frey in, in a completely throwaway scene at the start of one series. And then okay. then go all the way to, to Cersei. Uh, just uh, don't bother. Just go back. All right. And then goes away on a boat at the end. There was, there was no fucking payoff to it. What was the point of the three-eyed raven in the end? He is the king. I know he's the king. But it's stupid. Like I feel like this. Although the finale, I I quite enjoyed. Now I think what the biggest effect of it is essentially is that I think the show will not hold up as well to being to being rewatched. Yeah. Um, because you'll be spending a lot of time, especially in those middle seasons, watching stuff that ultimately isn't very important. Well, yeah, all those flashback scenes where you find out about John's parentage. Uh, and how it kind of exciting it was when it was sort of confirmed, and then you see the you know, birth and everything. And really, what did that amount to? It, it was nothing. Him being, him not being a bastard and being Lyanna's son. Yeah, really and, and I mean, the, even even to an extent, the Arya thing. Okay, I like I get that she killed the Night King, but even that in itself, I think didn't turn out to be as important i mean the argument can be made okay if she didn't do that they would have lost the the battle and blah, 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 blah. but it all felt to me as a viewer kind of inconsequential and again i think on rewatch that would be one of the things that i would be most resentful of watching this two seasons worth of nothing but build up to to essentially nothing um 
to her being convinced by the hound at the very last second uh, look just mm. don't bother with that revenge um so yeah i feel i feel like they set up a lot of stuff that kind of kind of went nowhere in the end um and I wonder if that's... I don't know if I mentioned this in, in the last time we spoke about Game of Thrones, but I wonder if that was kind of um, something that was a victim of them basing a lot of the early stuff on the books and then once yeah. they once they passed the books, just decided to go in, in their own direction and some of the stuff they had set up wasn't kind of where they were going to ultimately go. Um, so maybe it's an unfair criticism, but God, I think back to some of the stuff that we kind of endured even ultimately the dragons are kind of pointless um i don't know about that because danny wouldn't have the three dragons i mean i mean yeah she had the at the end she had the one dragon that she flew around on but the fact that there were three dragons the two of them were just off so inconsequentially um especially the second one yeah they were just used to shock value really yeah and even now that it's over i think the last season overall had really huge pacing issues um oh 100%. first two episodes very slow nothing happens three f- uh three i wouldn't really say having any issues the entire episode was the battle of course and then four and five all over the place and then six again really slow um and i know it's easy to say that without knowing the entirety of the production behind it and how that works but as a viewer again kind of all over the place um and yeah i mean as an ending i'm kind of satisfied that it didn't end you know ambiguously or um didn't really end in a way that you know sets up a a follow-on series although potentially the aria thing i suppose could go somewhere but um I like that it had like a definitive end to it, because uh, I think if it had ended ambiguously, I think there would have been a real bad kind of pushback to it. Yeah, and it wasn't particularly a bittersweet ending. It was everyone kind of got a happy ending in a really. Yeah. All the all the all the favorite characters did anyway. Yeah. Like, you know, people justifying what Danny did in the previous episode as. Oh, it's Game of Thrones. It's dark. It's it's not going to have a happy ending, and uh, and then it's well, no, it does completely. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, as I said, over time, my opinion on it might change, but well, oh. I, I I did ultimately enjoy it, and I enjoyed it more than I anticipated that I would, given that the last two episodes were were really a mess. Mm. Um. Maybe it's a case that they kind of knew what the last episode was going to be and they had to kind of make their way there and in getting there, they kind of, the wheels kind of came off a little bit. Yeah. But um, no, I thought it was a good, a good ending to a, a good series. Um, and potentially the last kind of big series of that scale. Mm, I don't think so. I mean... I've seen people... this. People saying, oh, this is the last kind of show everyone will watch and talk about. But Well, not everyone will watch, but it's rare, even on Netflix, that shows are... I'm not saying it's not done, but it's, it's more rare that shows are 
dripped out on a weekly basis these days. True. But I don't think it's uh, impossible, though. I, I well, think there'll be a show bigger than Game Time for HBO to wheel out the big ones again and do something. Yeah, come on. Uh, sort of, we need another like Breaking Bad to tide us over until HBO come up. Yeah. Good show. Um, yep. R.I.P. Game of Thrones. Well, they're going to be spin-offs, so enjoy those. I, I said R.I.P. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Until they do it again when the books are finished. Oh, I can't wait for them to remake it. That, that'd be great. What do you think the, the over-under on them remaking it within 20 years? I would say high. Yeah. 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 I think once the books are done, they'll probably just do it again. Yeah. They need to give it some time, but, you know. Essentially, you don't often see TV shows kind of being rebooted. No. I mean... In that way. Yeah, not not remade, so to speak. Um, Yeah, you get kind of reimagined sort of... Maybe something like Dallas. What was it? That been one of the last times? Yeah, kind of resurrections of shows, but not really... Not not a new adaptation. No, they haven't haven't tried doing Sopranos again, for example. Well, yeah. I suppose like old stuff, Pride and Prejudice and things like that. But not new stuff. That was good. The Game of Thrones. Um... In other TV finale news, I watched the final episode of Veep, uh, HBO Veep. comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was quite funny. It was it was a satisfying ending. Um, and they did a kind of flash forward thing in the end, which was which was funny as well. So I give Veep a thumbs up. This final season has been very weird and wacky, but still uh, quite funny. So uh, recommend that still. Oh, the other point, by the way, Game of Thrones. Oh, oh, here we come. Sorry. God, the uns- the unsullied headlock. the unsullied aren't going to work as their own little their own little uh, what's it called huh hold because they ain't got no dicks so they're just going to die off real fast that's true hmm. anyway uh, Veep also why did they why didn't they just kill John Snow because Bran convinced them don't do it and that when. Uh, just uh, before he went to, the... yeah, they never did that scene. Weirdly, Tyrion just Tyrion just came in and said, "Well, we Bran agreed." Was it Bran? Did they say Bran? Yeah, he said. No, I mean, you know, why? Why didn't they kill him as soon as they realized he killed Daenerys? Why would they hold him as a prisoner? Doesn't make any sense. I don't know, especially given that they were killing people on a whim earlier in the episode. Yeah. Yeah, just let's kill everyone. Should we kill him? He killed the queen. No, no, keep him as a prisoner. Yeah. Um, Quite strange as well. Yeah, that they they took Tyrion as a prisoner, rather than with Varys, they just took him out immediately to get like burned to death. Yeah. That's yeah, it. That's convenient good. plotting. That's what that is. Anyway, speaking of great TV shows, mm. uh, also watched series three of Line of Duty. I've been uh, hearing a lot about Line of Duty. Oh, it's good. Oh, yeah. I've been enjoying it. Why have people only started watching it now? Oh, I don't know. It, it just, Isn't I it been on for like time. four seasons already or something? 
it's the yeah they've done five seasons but i think every time it comes back it gets kind of a new wave of momentum mm. so i only just started watching it uh but yeah oh it's really good just oh give me the ele- the elevator shit. pitch and line of duty uh anti anti-corruption police unit investigate bent coppers <laughs> and um the main the main chief is uh is northern irish guy and he loves to say bent coppers oh, yeah. and mother of god and that's was very good and uh yeah it's just uh it's good good characters and, and just mad stuff happening right. it's only six episodes per season as well so oh, so see, are they like an hour long though yeah hour long six episodes oh, we have through it in no time it's good 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 stuff um yeah, you watch any other TV this week? Or just um, b- 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 no, I mean, I mean, I kind of, I kind of took the entire week off watching everything. I didn't even. I oh, at did, a break. I didn't really listen to any podcasts. I didn't really watch any TV. I mean, I've been watching, you know, Attack on Titan, and, uh, oh. American Dad, and TV shows that people, nobody wants to listen to me talk about. Um, yeah. I haven't. I've missed the last few Twilight Zones, so I'm gonna have to try and catch up on that. Um, but the last one I watched, I I didn't really enjoy, um, and I'm wondering whether one more of those kind of poor episodes would be enough for me to kind of knock it on the head. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like like it's an easy enough watch, but then you you get to the new episode and it's like fifty five minutes, and it's it's a it's a twenty minute episode stretched out to fifty five, and you're like, I can't really. If it was excellent, I'd watch a fifty five minute show. But the fact that it's an anthology series and it's kind of hit and miss means that my enthusiasm my enthusiasm is kind of waning. Um, so I didn't I didn't do that. What I what I have done though is I was playing some PlayStation, which I ain't done in about four months. I was playing some Hitman, Ooh. which is a game that I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, I'm extremely bad at it. <laughs> I used to be so good at it. Um, like I was, this is the first Hitman, the kind of episode. But, episodic one that they released over the course of a few months in like 2016 um and i've infamously only played the first two levels of the game of five so let's say theoretically i'm 40 percent through the game i've played this game for about 110 hours <laughs> i've only played the first two levels um so i i was in the mood i kind of getting the itch to play it again so i, I played one of the levels that i've already beaten thoroughly before you know moving on to the next one. Ooh, man i am so bad at this game now i was getting noticed by every single person i was getting shot with shotguns in the face i would try and switch uh like disguise and someone would see me changing and oh that disguise doesn't work now i have to go try and go find another one i played it for probably for about 20 minutes and i made such a mess because in, in this game there are there are like certain ways you can do to like beat the level without being noticed by a single person it's called like silent assassin or something mm-hmm. uh i was the f- furthest end of the spectrum away from that um so after 20 minutes i just turned it off because i made such a mess of it um but i'll play some more over the week i'm sure and i want to kind of finally put a nail in that and maybe dip my toe into hitman 2 which i got for christmas and I haven't played yet um and also, yeah, after a year, right? We've been living now in Rohini for a year. And they have a, a PS4 there in addition to my PS4, right? Um, 
so having two PS4s in the house and none down here in Leakslip, what I, what I never copped onto is I can just leave my PS4 here. So when I'm in Leakslip, I can play it. And all I need to bring is my little disc because the PlayStation there, which is already in the house, I just need to put the disc in, log on with my account, and I can play it there. There's no point to have my PlayStation there as well and have none here. It was completely uh, redundant. So I've brought my PlayStation back here and I play a little bit of it. But that's it. Um, not much else to report. In terms of music off, by the way, did you hear that new Eminem song? Oh, of course not. I thought, I think it's quite good, actually. You, what is it? Solo or? Uh, it's him Lampo? and someone. I don't remember the guy's name. Madonna. Uh, oh God! Hang on. Speaking of, we get to Madonna in a second. Uh, Google Eminem new song. This is how much of a fan I am these days. Oh, what the f- which one is it? Oh, Logic and Eminem Homicide. Oh, yeah, it's quite catchy. Better than his. Uh, well, maybe it's because he's only featured or featured on it. I don't know, but it's it it is good. As someone who okay. despised Kamikaze and pretty much his his last three albums, it is pretty good. Take my word for it. Oh, mu- music of uh, the Eurovision. Do you watch any of that? Oh, oh yeah, I watched the whole thing first time in a while i watched the whole thing as well god it went on a bit didn't it <sighs> um yeah i think it was for you for this to be the one that you kind of dipped your tongue in i think you picked the most boring eurovision for about five years yeah um there were only a couple of like bonkers songs uh like what we did i don't know if i have the page near me here anywhere we we did the thing we do every year, which is score every song oh God, and yeah. pick our favorites. Uh, what we did was we gave the most points to Norway's song, and then they ended up winning like the public vote. They got the most points from the public vote, mm. but they got like nothing on the jury vote. We did that. Uh, I really enjoyed the San Marino song with the guy who sounded like Leonard Cohen. Say no, no, no. Remember that one, mm. the Baldy Led. Uh, I like the Icelandic gimp band. Uh, no. With the bloke hit, hitting the hammer. That was funny. Hattery. Um, Hattery. Um, what else? That's pretty much it. Good, huh? Oh, I like the Spain song. And then they got fucking no points as well. And then, in the middle of proceedings, this old... I'm going to use the word bitch. Got out to sing her song from 50 years ago. Uh, horrendously. <laughs> super flat. Super out of, out of key. Oh, God, we were squirming in our seats watching it. And then and then the, the her second song plays. Completely different. Just auto, auto-tuned uh, fucking nonsense. Oh, man. One of the worst performances I might have ever seen. Madonna at the origin. Christ. And then I saw people on Twitter going, Oh Madonna, say queen. It's like what did we did you watch did you watch any of it? It was dreadful. And I quite like that Madonna song. But that was shite. Um Yeah. So Eurovision, yeah, not not the best year I would say. The one no, the song I don't like the way they do the voting. No, well that's the way they do it now because I mean it, it was it was comedy to an extent, but the way they used to do it was just it was just a public voting. And what would happen is Austria would vote for Germany. 
the UK would yeah, vote for. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind having the juries and all that. It's just the way they had dumped the big load of points on at the end. So suddenly you go from three points to uh, 732 points. Okay. Um, yeah, but the, I mean... It's like Game of Thrones pacing. How else, yeah, how else would you do it, though? Because otherwise the points are going to be an hour long. Like, and it is, sorry, it's already an hour long. It's going to be like five hours of just giving the points out at the end of it. I feel like you could just combine the the public and the, the jury votes. Yeah. So it'd be like, you know... I mean, the, I, guess the, I guess the reason they do it that way is to build the tension like they did at the end yesterday. But then it was quite funny where, like, Swedish guy gets, you need 296 points. You get... 58 Three. or something. <laughs> Although I, I did get a little a little tickle from when they went, Germany, we, the public vote you get, uh, zero. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Not even a point from the entire public vote. Oh, man. Poor Germans. Um, I saw I saw the outcry, obviously, with the UK coming last, but I, I thought the UK song was, was not particularly good. No. It was... It, the problem is a lot, a lot of countries especially Ireland by the way we're, we're the most guilty of this um, you need to have a certain and, and fair enough the, the lad that won didn't have this but I, I think generally speaking in the original you need to have a certain amount of either camp or some kind of weirdness to it to kind of stand out from the pack which made it all the more shocking that that, that Netherlands song one because it was the the most plain Jane fucking mm. lad with an acoustic guitar in his bedroom song. Um, I was really really shocked with that one. I full I fully expected Sweden was going to win. Um, and yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of people also talking about you know boycotting it because it was in 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 Israel and yada yada yada. But, you know. I, I would say there are, there are other ways to better show your support for you know the Palestinian cause than not watching a, a song contest in you know once a year you know um so that was the Eurovision not not a particularly good Eurovision one or two one or two catchy songs but poor enough um the the best one was the 2017 one that's the one you should should have got on. Because there was a fat man who looked like Sam Tarley who sang a duet with himself, uh, one style as an opera singer and one as like a high-pitched falsetto baby. Um, that was the one to check out. Uh, so, Joe, what movies have you watched this year? year? <laughs> List me every film you watched this year so far. What film have you watched this week? This is actually the week before. I forgot to talk about it. I watched a movie called Bell. Right. Um, which is a movie about um, a kind of aristocratic family, or like minor, minor royal aristocratic or something, uh, in in England mm. in, I want to say the 1800s, can't really be sure. Um, but anyway, uh, the son goes off to the West Indies, we've all got a little bit of slaves and all that, mm. and he gets uh, one of the slave women pregnant, and then a baby, and then he takes the baby back, and then raises uh, the baby, who's you know got black black mum, white dad, and she's raised as as a member of the aristocratic family. Huh. And um, it's very interesting. It's based on a true story. Um, and then the fella, what is the uncle of your one there, the the bloke who 
uh, had the baby, Belle. He is also the bloke who's going to decide whether they abolish slavery in Britain. So it's interesting because he's got a niece who's uh, descended from slaves. So, you know, all that. Um, quite good. Quite good. Um, sort of interesting. Uh, I'd give it a watch. Mm. If anyone's out there. It's got uh, Goo Goo and Butter Raw in it. Um, she's always good. She's always good. And I think it's Tom Wilkinson, I think it is, is the, the, the main yeah. bloke. I'm looking at the cast. It's got quite a good cast, actually. Tom Wilkinson, he is good in it. Yeah. And uh, they're all good. So You got Draco Malfoy, isn't it? Nine out of ten. And Little Cemetery Junction reunion. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew Good and Emily Watson. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Mm. Uh, that director, uh, Amma Asante, she's got a new film coming out as well, Where Hands Touch. Yeah. Which I believe is supposed to be quite good as well. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, she's good. Hmm. So yeah, good, good, good movie. How about you? Good movies? Uh, yeah, I watched two films in the cinema this week, given that I was off. Mm. Uh, first and foremost, watched John Wick 3. Obviously, Barry's seen that as well. I'm sure I'll talk about that with him next week. Yeah. Um, so, just to summarize very quickly, uh, John Wick 1, I, I've always thought is like quite good but not anything special, really. It has a few cool moments, like when uh, little Alfie Allen goes, who, that fucking nobody? And then his, the actor, who, who Michael something, the lad who passed away, sadly, he goes, that fucking nobody was John Wick. Which is the best part of the film. Um, but then it's got like a really flat ending, which I didn't think much of uh john wick 2 excellent top drawer stylish uh revenge action thriller like bordering on like 10 out of 10 stuff and then john wick 3 for me kind of fell somewhere in the middle um i think it's undoubtedly like a great it's probably the best looking of the three which is saying a lot, because that second film is really, really fantastic looking. Mm. Um, the first 30 minutes of John Wick 3 uh, is probably the best action experience I've had in the cinema since maybe Mad Max Fury Road. It's just kind of like a 30-minute breathless, continuous fight scene that kind of evolves from location to location. It's almost like a Mad Max equivalent in terms mm. of rather than cars, kind of like a hand-to-hand combat. Uh, and unfortunately it does, it does kind of slow down then after that and kind of, it doesn't get bogged down necessarily, but it definitely slows down as it kind of delves back into the mythology of the whole John Wick thing. Some of that worked for me. Some of it kind of didn't. Um, uh, but undoubtedly the action is all great. It definitely takes, and this is, this is going to be a controversial thing because people know what I think of the raid too, but it definitely takes a big step in that kind of Indonesian direction in terms of being a lot less shooty than the first two John Wicks were and a lot more kind of violent, gory, hand-to-hand, like knife combat. So if, you've, if anybody's seen the first two raid movies or um, The Night Comes For Us, which I quite actually quite enjoyed, 
uh, it definitely takes a huge step in that kind of direction. And I wonder if that kind of Indonesian-inspired, like, marsh- like gory martial arts is kind of direction a lot of these action films are going to go in going forward. Um, some of the character stuff I, I didn't really like. Um, there is one character who initially is kind of like this serious um, martial arts expert who's kind of um, assigned to go after John Wick. And then there's like a scene where he's like, you know, John Wick, I'm like a really big fan of yours. And it's like played for comedy. And then I was thinking to myself, like, was that supposed to be silly or was was that done in a kind of intimidating way? But but then he's doing it again later on. I was like, oh no, it was just it was just comedy, and it 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 doesn't work at all in the context of what the mm. film is, at least for me. Um, and um, yeah, some of the performances in it aren't particularly good. Uh, what's her name? Halle Berry is in it. Didn't really think she was that that great. A lot of the action as well, especially with the Halle Berry scenes, because she has like these two dogs, uh, gets like very repetitive, very fast. Because they they just to me they, they do the scene where like a dog will grab one of the henchmen and then she like shoot him in the head, mm. and they do that like fifteen times. And you go like, okay, we need to. There are, there are some parts where they do like unique things, like the dogs will like run up a wall or run along. Uh, I don't know, the top of like a, a, a set of boxes or something. They sometimes do unique stuff, but a lot of it's just kind of repetitive. The same, the same one thing multiple times. Um, but overall, I did quite enjoy it. it. It definitely leaves the door, not only leaves the door open, but kind of kicks the door open in the yeah. direction of a fourth one, which uh, again, I'll look forward to. But uh, I definitely don't think it was quite as good as the second one. Um in some aspects and in other aspects it, it was it was as good or better but overall not quite as good but definitely worth a watch and then i watched detective pikachu or pokemon detective pikachu to give it its title um which the kind of the more i think about it the the worse i think it actually is um I, I, I did enjoy it at the time. It, as a Pokemon fan, it definitely does a lot, a lot of stuff right, especially with the character designs and the the little in-jokes and references. I think that all works, especially the Mr. Mime stuff I thought was very funny. But uh, the plot is kind of is wafer-thin and the, the revelations are really convoluted. And I think... Uh, what, is the, what is it? Uh, is he, he's a detective. Pikachu's yeah. a detective. Well, it's it's not the same Pikachu as from the TV series. It is a, a detective it, Pikachu. Who is he then? No, different one. What? Yeah. Um, so, it's Justice it's Smith, who you might remember from... Uh, fuck, what did I see him in? Hang on, let me look it up quickly. Uh, he's in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. But I'm sure I saw him something that was good. Uh, no, apparently that's all he's in. Um... He plays this uh, young adult who goes to the city to find his father, only to find that his father's kind of gone missing or, or um, you know, ambiguously hinted that he's been killed. And he meets up with this Pikachu, who's ostensibly a detective, who used to be the partner of his father, who was also a detective. And they investigate like what happened. It, it, you know, at its core, it's kind of like an extremely simple, like noir. Um, but that's the aspect of the film that I don't think works the most. Whereas, as a kind of fun light Pokemon movie, yeah, it was pretty fun. Like, 
Um, but mm, <laughs> I would call it a fun film. I don't know that I'd necessarily, necessarily call it a very good film. Um, which is a shame. But it's, it's, it's a light, breezy... You know, f- it's, it is a funny film. But, uh, yeah, don't don't go see it expecting to be rap- you know, enwrapped in the mystery of what happened to the kid's dad. Because a lot of that stuff is, is quite dumb. Um, and there's, like, a, a subplot involving um, a Mewtwo, which reminded me of when I brought my dad to see... Uh, was it the Power Rangers movie or something like that? Or maybe it was... Late, like I, I definitely made my dad bring me to see the Paradise movie, but I think also when we saw, was it like Matrix Revolutions, like the third Matrix movie, that he just kind of came out and shook his head and went like, "What a load of bollocks!" <laughs> like, there's a little bit of that to it where I was, I was almost a little bit kind of embarrassed by how how lame and how much it didn't work. But um, all in all, it was fine. It wasn't too bad. Um, that's all the movies I watched this week. Okay, cool. So, um, talk about a bit of wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling. Um, so there's news to start off with. So, firstly, the the death of Ashley Mazzaro, former WWE diva. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'll be honest, I wasn't watching wrestling whatsoever during the period where she was in WWE. I was, I was. I don't have any specifics. To she won the diva search, I believe. Okay. Um, was she maybe one of the first winners? Mm. Hang on, WWE Diva Search 2015. Who won the first one? Um, no, Christy Hemi won the first one. Ashley Mazzara won the second one. She she beat off. Um, nope, nope. Uh, innuendo intended. She beat off. Names such as now sit down for these because these are oh, these are big names in the history of the the biz. Uh, Layla Milani, no, not the not that Layla. Um, Elizabeth Ruffer, Crystal Marshall, Summer Delin, Cameron Haven, Simona Fusco, and Alexis Andrade. Woo. Who? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I will give you... There, there are notes under the 2005 Diva search, right? Just to show you how far we've come, right? So, for the 2005 WWE Raw Diva search, the eight finalists began appearing on Raw on June 27th. One contestant was eliminated each week until there were a final three. Contestant Leila Milani accidentally exposed herself by falling out of her top while attempting to navigate an obstacle course on the July 4th edition of Raw, leading to, and I quote, a disqualification in the contest. (sighs) Um, As in 2004, other contestants were hired by WWE, apart from Ashley Mazzaro, including Crystal Marshall, that was, uh, you might recall, was she like got married to Teddy Long one time in like the late 2000s? Uh, Trinisha Biggers, who you might remember as Rocka Khan in TNA. Uh, absolutely rubbish. And Elizabeth Ruffier, who I have no idea who she is. I need to go to Google, see if it rings any bells. Uh, is she now? Uh, no, I've never seen this person in my life. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, Mazzaro passed away on the 16th of May, 2019, at the age of 39. What I remember about Mazzaro was she was, like, super over when she got hired. Um, I, I remember, like, her really connecting quite well with the fans, at least initially, like, um, because she, I think she had a little bit of that, like, Lita punk rock style which was right. i guess kind of liked at the time um but i don't remember in the years that followed that she really amounted to much did she win no she she never held any title in WWE, for instance mm. um although she was involved at wrestlemania 24 in Because I have a picture over here. Oh, I guess she actually didn't do it. She she was she was involved in a, in a in a segment with Snoop Dogg, uh, as well as Maria from current day WWE Maria Canellis. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if she really, unfortunately, achieved that much. I mean, she was obviously very over in that first year, and uh, mm. apart from that, she moved to SmackDown. I don't think she really. Up to push there, but anyway, sad anyway. Uh, rest in peace. In there, um, um, things I've watched this week. So, I don't know if you've seen it, but I actually watched the Tom McGee uh, documentary the WWE put out. I would, I watched the match or uh, whatever. Where did you see the match? Was. Hey, where did you see the match at the end of the documentary? But I didn't watch the entire, oh, you I didn't, didn't watch, watch the, the entire, entire documentary. why not? Why not? And that was the interesting part the match was shite alright well maybe I'll go back and watch (laughs) (laughs) I mean it was it was very thrown together because obviously WWE didn't not give a solitary shit about this match until everyone started making a fuss about it with Starcast Um, so you've got like X-Pac sat in his living room with his dog uh, doing a a sort of bit to camera Mm. Um, but it was it was it was fun um they had some good insight. They had Brett. They had Tom McGee. Uh, they had Harry Smith and a few other people. So yeah, it was it was a fun little fun little segment. Oh, they had Tom McGee himself on the documentary. Yeah, he he pops up. Yeah. Oh man, how's he looking? Uh, he's all right. He's not you know got the muscles anymore, but he's looking well. Um, yeah, it was a fun little thing. It, it's kind of been like a good like, I think a YouTube segment. It's not much of a actual documentary, but uh, yeah, it was good. Um, shall we? Well, what, well for, what did you make of the match? You said the match was sh- shite in your yeah, words. It was, it was whatever. I mean, I thought I thought McGee looked pretty good, to be honest. So, yeah, but it wasn't like yeah. You hear these like, oh, Brett made him look like a million dollars. Really, made yeah, him look okay. He, he looked quite. I don't look quite good. He did his little his little uh, handspring into a backflip at the end. I liked it? all the moves and everything, but I, he, he had a match that they put up with Ted DiBiase that I thought was probably better than this one. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, he did, does all these crazy moves, and yeah, it's really, really fun. Well, there you go. There you go. Should we talk AEW? Yes. So Double or Nothing is this weekend. Uh, it's going to be hard now to predict the card. Or to go through the card because uh, it's starting to fall apart at the seams. Um, or so it seems. Uh, so, the 
Although, although on Wikipedia it's not yet updated, it appears the Adam Page <laughs> yeah. pack match is in fact not happening. Yeah, due to uh, Pack not wanting to do the job because he's uh, his territory champion. So <laughs> uh, interesting. Am I the only one? I probably not. I mean, this is how out of the bubble I am at this stage. Am I the only one that thinks that they should they should just not do business with him anymore? <laughs> I mean, it's a strange one, but I guess it's the problem they're bringing in people not on exclusive contracts, but on kind of letting them work other places. Well, obviously, I don't think we even put it on a, a run sheet, but obviously the TNT TV deal was announced. Um, yeah, did, did we not talk about that last week? Maybe not. Oh, no, well, it was only announced in the week. week. Oh, yeah, that was Tuesday, wasn't it? Yeah. So I guess they're going to start to move more in that direction of signing people up. Um and with Pac, I don't know. I mean, before you've even really had him on his first show, he's already swinging his weight around. Like, I, I, I would think that that would be a direction they would not want to go in. Yeah, nip that in the bud. And, I mean, generally speaking, I don't know that, that Pac is, has really amounted to that much post-WWE, at least on this side of, like, Japan. Yeah. I think you're right. He's not. Well, I suppose he is one of the biggest stars because he's had the WWE run, but it's not like he's, you know, he, he put him on like sort of Dean Ambrose level no. by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, it's a weird one. A weird one. I feel like he's only really a big star in that indie bubble. Um, so anyway, that match looks like he's off. Um, yeah. So I think he might still be on the show though. Wrestling someone else and Paige, yeah, but and Pack as well. Possibly. Oh, I, I never considered that Pack would be on wrestling someone else, but I suppose it's possible. Um, uh, we won't go through all the matches, uh, but we do have Chris, Kenny Omega against Chris Jericho, who's teasing a new spinning elbow move on his Instagram. Oh, which do not look forward to that. Don't look, don't look the best. I'll say that much. Uh, you have obviously the big Cody Rhodes Dustin Rhodes match. Uh, yeah, I think that could be good. I don't know. <laughs> in, a, in a in a in a sort of storyline sense. I mean, it'll have to be very <laughs> very heavy on that. I think. You know, they're both gonna. You know, they're both gonna bleed. They're both gonna bleed, and then they'll. It, whoever wins, Cody, you know, he's gonna. Cody wins. Yeah, he's gonna hit him with a cowboy, cowboy boot. Oh, a cowboy boot. Yeah, I thought he get the, boot, he get, yeah. get the old uh, bull rope out. Oh yeah, and the old coal miner's glove as well. Why not? They'll both be bleeding. They'll they'll both hug and they'll look up to the sky and say, "Daddy, we did it." Do you think that Cody or Dustin, probably more likely Cody, do you think they'll wear tights that are in some way dream inspired? Um, yes, I think there will be some got to be some dusty roads kind of illusions in there uh, not polka dots though no polka dots yeah you have uh, a 20 man 21 man battle royal for a, an AEW world championship match they don't even have a champion so that's a bit strange yeah yeah uh, I can count <laughs> I can count the amount of people I know in this Pretty match much. on one hand by the way uh, 
Um, you must, you know, Jungle Boy. No, I know, I know of Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is Fair is enough, Luke. Um, Joey, Je- Luke Harris Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Joey Janela. Joey Janela. Billy Gunn, the mm-hmm. one Billy Gunn. Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc. Dustin Thomas is the bloke what's got no legs, but does the wrestling. Okay. Okay. Uh, Glacier. Off of WCW, who no one remembers. Mm. And then Brian Pillman Jr. Right. And, and other blokes. Uh, anyway. Uh, Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. That could be very good. Should be the best match on the show, I would think. Yeah, it should be. Um, six ma- six woman tag team match. Uh, your, your Japanese ladies. That'd probably be good. I have no, I have no context or basis for that, but <laughs> there's there's you know, a lady Japanese, in a cult. Japanese women's wrestlers. I'm going to assume they're all really good. There's a lady in a cult, Rio, but I my eyes glanced over and I thought it was Rhino for a second. Um, it's not. Uh, and then you know Chuck Taylor and Trent Bradigas and Helico and Jack Evans. That'd probably be all right as well. Uh, yeah. So we'll probably give that a watch next week. I will watch it. It's not a kind of blow away card, but. You never know. It could be very entertaining. Um, then we have obviously Money in the Bank was last night. Uh, oh. Okay. Um, Brock Lesnar come down at the end and win. Yeah, it's silly, isn't it? Um, I don't actually mind it as a storyline. I think it's... I think, um, I think it works. But what turns me off is the fact that i know what it's going to lead to which is a a five minute title match probably in saudi arabia yeah but why would lesnar want a briefcase i mean i don't think it fits his character at all yeah i mean i can i can i I, the, the image of paul Heyman carrying his little briefcase for him i can kind of very easily imagine um but yeah, I kind of get your point. It's just, uh, I mean, he yeah, never got his rematch for the title anyway, did he? Exactly, yeah. And, and after WrestleMania, he, they stormed out and said, oh, I don't want to... Even before the match, they basically stormed out and said he don't care anymore. <laughs> now he's back winning money in the bank. Like, what? Yeah. Just smells of desperation. Well, he's not doing that, that UFC pipe dream. Seems to have gone up in smoke. Well, yeah, definitely. Oh, by the way, I stayed up for UFC on, on Saturday night. You idiot. Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't great. Um, uh, in further head-scratching news, uh, the Usos beat Daniel Bryan and Rowan mm. to set up a title match, even though they mm. are on Raw. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan on SmackDown. Don't, look, just don't, don't even try and wrap your head do, around this shite anymore. Uh, it's, it's the it's the, the shake up wildcard, Paul. It is, it is, it is, it is. Um, Bailey won the women's money <laughs> Sha- bank. Hang on. Shane McMahon defeated the Miz again. Shane McMahon defeated the Miz in a match that was longer than like four of the other matches combined. Because. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns beat Elias in one yeah. move. Uh, Rey mm-hmm. Mysterio beat Samoa Joe in like a minute and a half. Uh, 
Uh, Bailey obviously cashed in on Charlotte, who had just won the title. Mm. Uh, Lars Sullivan beat the shit out of the three Lucha boys. You know? Yeah. Brock Lesnar only worked about 10 minutes and didn't do a, take a single bump. Sorry, 10 seconds at the very end. I love that he even bothered to put his gear on for that. Yeah. Why didn't he just come out in his like jeans and affliction shirt that he obviously wears? <laughs> and Becky Lynch beat Lacey Evans by submission. Was not expecting that. <sighs> Lacey Evans is shite. Yeah, but I thought they they liked her. Yeah. Never lose by you know, in the first. Charlotte Flair, by the way, is now a nine-time women's champion. Yeah, I mean, uh, I hear the, I hear the Seth Rollins Edge Styles match was very good. That's the only one to maybe brilliant. Guardy way to see. No, no interest in this. No, shy of a product. Um, that was money in the bank. Any other news? News. Uh, Mick Foley is going to announce, or going to reveal, I should say. A new WWE Championship title on Raw tonight. Um, you would have to assume oh. it's some kind of hardcore title. Right? Why? Why Why else would Mick Foley be the one to do it? <laughs> Why? Why? What, Mick Foley going to come out and reveal the European title or something? Like, what's the fucking point of it? Oh, you're saying, Why? what's the point of a hardcore title? Yeah. Because it was fucking fun. What's the, what's the point of having a US yeah. and Intercontinental Championship? Do you not remember the whole Crash Holly run and Paris yeah, and Brisk Paris putting a banana in Jared Briscoe's ago. mouth? Yeah. Oh, and then it, shoving a chicken up his bum and then or something. Yeah, Briscoe yeah. have a banana. Um, How many championships do they now have in the WWE? Uh, you got man and women's world titles. So you have four of them. Two sets of tag titles, USIC cruiserweight. That's nine. Am I missing any? Women's women's tag titles. Women's tag ten. Sorry, how to forget about those? Um, and now this one. So then, eleven. Then the and then NXT. You got the NXT title. You got NXT North American title. North American tag and women's. So you're fifteen. You know. And the NXT UK title. And the UK tag titles. And the UK women's and then Yeah. 18. Albeit uh, probably spread need, out across. Probably need another one. Various brands. Probably need another one. Hardcore title, mate. That's the one. Get yep. it up to a nice round 20 titles. Nice round 20. Then it'll be... Then it'll be... Uh, all gravy. Um, right. And Ric Flair's been ill. Yeah. But he is old, so yeah. He's say. very old. He Woo! he is seventy. Eh, not that old, actually. He it's just looks old, really when old. When you lived like Flair, yeah. It's like it's like Wayne Rooney. He was only thirty, but he was really forty in football years. Yeah. So hopefully, Flair be all right. He's not going to be at Starcast because of this. These health Shame. issues, apparently. But um, 
I'll have to get a refund on my ticket now. Mm. Uh, so that's all the rest of them go for the week. Yeah, that's, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, Breaking news. Piers what? Morgan has tweeted, I don't care what happened in the Game of Thrones finale because I've never watched a second of this fantastical overhyped garbage and never will. You gotta love the people who come out and tweet, well, I'm great because I don't watch that. Mm, gotcha there. Anyway, we'll be back on Sunday with the Barry Lad in tow. Has he been hit by a milkshake uh, yet? What Barry Lad? No, he's been hit by more than one. In, right down the he's, gullet. He's mate. got milkshake all over him, but <laughs> it wasn't thrown by anyone. Um, he's more milkshake now than man. That milkshake was John Wick. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter ch- at Cheshop Pod for the main account, at Griff Tannen for me, and at Paul Griffin CSP for Paul. Uh, so you can also, of course, find all our back catalogue, newest episodes on ShareShopPodcast.com and subscribe to the show via oh, Stitcher, Spotify. Google Podcast, all, iTunes, all the all the podcast apps. Yeah. Whatever you want, wherever. You, the easiest way to do it, whatever app you use, right? I'm going to, te- I'm going to let the you, uh, the listeners in on a wee little secret here, right? Um, what you need to do is whatever app you use can be like I I for instance use a, a thing called Podcast Addict. Uh, mm. You can add. Chairshot Podcast to whatever you use. I don't know why I'm telling this now, because whoever's listening to this, you're already subscribed, presumably. But uh, if you are trying to find the RSS feed for it, it's very simple. It's chairshotpodcast.com slash episodes, question mark, format equals RSS. And you'll be able to subscribe to our entire back catalog just by doing that. Mm. Yeah, so that's it, I think, for this week. <laughs> or just listen to it on Spotify. That's probably even easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I just have to say goodbye from me. And goodbye from Mr. Paul. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Game of Thrones was good. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye